Welcome to episode 51 of Echo Screen, a video game and pop culture podcast hosted by myself, Blaze, and Aaron. That's me. And Robert. So, in a turn, like, what was the secrets in the Chamber of Secrets? Okay, so was spoilers it... for Harry Potter, uh, I guess. I did yeah, not expect a... us to go here. <laughs> yeah, it was like Voldemort, right? Yeah, it was... Oh, what exactly was it? Because the snake was like... Uh... Yeah, the basilisk. Yeah, basilisk, whatever. But who put the basilisk in there? Was it Voldemort? Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, no, no. It was like this like Slytherin legacy that... He's the oh, yeah. Slytherin chosen one because he um, got this uh, basilisk and he like was feeding it his classmates basically and oh. uh, anyone who wasn't a pure blood wizard even though Voldemort isn't a pure blood wizard spoilers haha because you know it's a Hitler like, parallel yeah yeah exactly you get it. So I didn't expect to talk about Hitler in the first, uh, or Harry Potter, I guess, in the first uh, two minutes of the podcast, but you know, here we are. Uh, yeah, so it's another week, another episode of this show. Uh, thank you for all of our listeners out there. really appreciate the listens. I know there's a few new people that have uh, binged through our show recently, so that's cool. Um, what if, guys, I haven't brought this up to Robert Aaron uh, yet, but what if, guys... We just rebranded completely. How do you feel about that? I mean, mm. what would we rebrand it as? I, that's not what I'm asking, though. But I'm asking <laughs> if you cared if we were rebranded. I mean, I guess not. I would have to make the logo again anyway. Yeah, yeah. So. And the animation for when we finally do like actual video content again. Haha. Mm-hmm. Again, I I think we still need to like get like a musical theme, uh, which um, I think I asked you this uh, a, a little while back, but I was wondering if you guys think the theme should just be noodling on to like a like the organ setting of an old synthesizer and do basically our rendition of the uh, basement theme from Resident Evil. That sucks. <laughs> I think that's uh copyright yeah so well all we have to do is just like just randomly go on the keyboard and then just like and go from there and then just we have what we need to do from there so i think i i don't know i think you guys can do that my name will not be on it (laughs) yeah no no thanks um yeah it'll just be written by rob i mean i mean what is the setting or like what instrument uh do I have to get to uh, redo that kind of sound? Like a clown car, I think. That's a, clown a clown car, car that's like, like been synthesized. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, this week we're talking about a few things news-wise. It's kind of like it's like mostly the same what we normally talk about, but a little different because we we have like a like a weirder story, I guess. And then just like we watch stuff. Uh, yes, we will be talking about Resident Evil Village. Don't worry, that'll be the back half, of the sh- uh, back end of the show. I don't know if it's necessarily a half, but uh, not too spoilery, I guess. We don't really know. We haven't completed the game. We're not even playing the game. Ari, who's been on the show before, is playing through it, and we're all watching her play. So it's been really fun. We're all to- playing it together. I guess so. Yeah, we're all- we're all helping out. Um, it's a group while effort. we all get really scared. Yeah. 
It's uh No, you guys can get scared. Wow. 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 Yes. Uh, it is a I, tough one. I really enjoy playing um scary games in a group setting. It's just I think it's more rewarding, I guess. So but we'll get into it. First, hey, do you guys want a PS five? I know I do. I mean, sure, uh, you got them? No one is has them. No one's getting them. Yeah. Uh and Sony okay. But just is announced. This, I, I just need to ask, is this like the situation where there's a person called nobody, like the movie Nobody, where the guy says, I'm nobody, thus meaning no one is... The guy? Yeah. You mean Bob Odenkirk? Yeah. He plays the character, nobody. And... Uh, oh, well, I'm pretty sure he has a name. Yeah, he says in the trailer, I'm nobody. So I think his name's nobody. But that's not his... All right. Anyway, uh, bit aside, we uh, we can't get one if we tried, and it will be really into uh, into into twenty twenty two until we do get a a PlayStation uh, Five if we want one. Like they will not be regularly available because of how bad the chip shortage is. Which, like, we have talked about that before on the show, but I don't think it's like really. Uh, it wasn't like as necessarily apparent you know to like everyone who it didn't affect anyone in a real real way and brief aside does if anyone doesn't know if you don't live on the east coast the east coast is about to go nuts with uh oil shortages because an oil line was hacked yeah yeah by like a hack for hire company so that's cool you know these things that sound like the plot of a bad action movie (laughs) but uh not this wasn't the plot. This wasn't the plot of Die Hard Four. I'm pretty sure. It I've has... never seen the film. Die Hard Four is pretty good. It, I know it gets mixed things, but you know. But anyway, uh, back to the real topics. Uh, so yeah, we're living in an action movie. Um, so yeah, these shortages will continue until uh, 2022, most likely deep into 2022, and uh, this chip shortage. Uh, has been quote unquote called a crisis. They're even, I think we, I don't know if we talked about it on the show, but I know I've mentioned it to Aaron. Um, mm-hmm. Sony has had such a problem with getting the chips that they need for the PlayStation 5, the way it's built currently, that they're already going to try and manufacture a new like yeah. model of the PlayStation 5 that uses like less chips and they use them more efficiently and they get like i guess it's like a better yield so like from their their stock right now it's like a really low yield mm-hmm. that's why it's so much harder to get um get them made properly so yeah it's just really tough and i don't really understand how i guess it doesn't make any sense for retailers to to uh make it so that bots can't like make it even more like tough for bots and mass buying um it's strange to me that there aren't more uh obstacles for that but i also understand that they don't care they just want money so they're just selling them to whoever will buy them yeah yeah it's really annoying is all i gotta say uh Anyway, yeah, that's the story. I want a PlayStation 5. I want a disc version. Uh, mm. Yeah, and I don't think I'll be able to get one in any 
any real time frame. And the only reason I want it, there's not even like a game out. It's really just for, I don't even want Ratchet and Clank. I really just want to play DLC content for a PS4 game at this point, which would be Final Fantasy VII Intergrade. So, but I would like to play the enhanced versions of like, I don't have near replicant and I want to buy that and play it on a PS5 because it's going to be at least the pro version. And I just have a base PlayStation 4. Mm. I'd finish Ghost of Tsushima probably with the with the PS5 update on that. Could uh, replay Resident Evil Seven. I could play uh, Resident Evil Eight on uh, with uh, with all the haptics and stuff. And yeah, all that that'd be nice. I and, feel and like I mean graphics. I pro yeah I probably wouldn't be as scared because it would wouldn't be my first experience with it. So I'd have a little bit of a guard against it, but it's still like. Um, it would definitely still be a challenge, I believe. Yeah. Well, that and they, uh, if you get the complete pack, I believe, they give you Resident Evil 7 for the PS5 as well. So Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah, so uh, cool. you, could, you could go through that, maybe uh, dust off some of the memories from... Uh, no, dust off doesn't mean that. Uh, you could just forget a little bit about eight, get caught in seven, and then you can come at it with a renewed perspective of everything there. I guess so. Hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's about it for that story. Honestly, uh, not much to it other than sadness. Hmm. Moving on to something that's so weird, but not unheard of, in my opinion. They're, uh, according to this uh, inews.co.uk, the, uh, there are thieves, this is the headline, thieves building a criminal empire by stealing Lego. And uh, that is not, to me, that's not like earth shattering. It's just like interesting that... Mm-hmm that they're covering it on the news yeah but i guess it might be for people who don't know or don't think of lego as being that um that huge huge yeah like lego i remember hearing like several years ago that like if you're gonna invest in in something like legos were a better like investment opportunity oh, lego oh yes it's okay. the plural come on <laughs> lego is is a better investment opportunity than like gold if you're gonna buy like gold bars or whatever lego is per haha brick uh more valuable which is like why and all these like limited edition sets and all that stuff like and the brandings that Mm. all adds up basically uh when i used to work at the ups store we had a uh a regular that basically their whole business was they're a Lego reseller on Amazon. That was their whole thing. And I was like, huh. But it, it makes complete sense that they that there would yeah. be these criminals who would then rob Lego stores. Okay, this the real story that why we're covering this is this like group of people tried to steal a bunch of Lego product from a store in Paris and mm-hmm. they got caught basically. And then apparently in 2015, there are similar reports from like U S areas. And it's yeah. just like, 
you know guys um people want the product and if you hear my cat desperately meowing it's because he uh he's like going through the house and uh can't find anyone i'm right here come on and then he runs into the room he's very needy I thought you were going to, like, do the segue with that. If you're like, he is desperately in need of a new Lego set for Shang-Chi yeah. coming out. And... No, I wish it was the ghoul sounds that uh, Da Vinci makes on mic so that everyone <laughs> could hear. Uh, then it would just be an easy transition into no, I mean, Evil we could hear it from Discord. So I'm pretty sure it got Yeah, Awesome. Up. I yeah, can't the, wait. Hopefully, yeah, you can uh, amplify it. Or even if it doesn't pick up at least, then you just add, like, monster sound effects to the back of yours. I guess so. Yeah. So my cat uh, has learned to do talk to me by making ghoul sounds because cats, learn, <laughs> like, figure out a way to communicate with their human. And he decided that ghoul sounds was the uh, the best, most effective, unique meow that he could make to uh, Makes sense. To talk to me. So if that explains anything to anyone out there, Dimitri, you're so strange. Anyway, that's about it for the Lego heist story. Uh, if you like Legos, you should probably pre-order them, I guess. Uh, maybe someone will attempt to break into your house for them, though. So I guess build them and don't keep them in the box. Haha. Ha. You know? This reselling thing, like with the PS5s, the Xboxes, Legos, all of it, it's just like... This scalper culture sucks so hard. Just, I wish there was more product available for the people that actually want to use mm. it and enjoy it instead of like these people sitting on like these hordes of items that people want for enjoyment. Like, I get collectability, sure, but I mean, come on, dude. It's just mean spirited. I mean, it's just like, yeah exploitation of like very uh easy to control uh websites and like online purchasing purchasing places it's like yeah anybody like who just googles it could find a bot that'll like buy up a bunch of shit and if you have the excess money then you'll make even more money by reselling it so it's just where we're at right now yeah it's it's bad if the uh someone told me this is what the internet was going to become i would uh, say just uh, delete it just delete it right now speaking of deleting something we saw the venom 2 trailer which dropped earlier this week and uh wow does that movie look like more of what made the uh the old one the first one really hilarious but not in the ways they intended it to be it feels like they're leaning into mm. that in this one so rob uh, as resident um venom man resident evil uh, the resident evil yeah. of the podcast um yeah i i think that uh i think that it's exactly what you said i think they're leaning into more of the comedy i think what is it uh the director uh they brought on the original one he was he did Zombieland, and he did uh multiple pilots for other comedies so 
the the director of the of Venom mm-hmm. Two is um, Andy Serkis. Smagel. What's his name? Yeah, and, and so it looks like he's picking up like kind of where he left off with it and having fun with it. But then you you're also getting like some pretty I I don't want to say like scary visuals, but uh, it looks like they're making sure to keep the horror and the comedy horror that they're doing with this. So I think I think it's going in a good direction. I think uh, the big thing to talk about with it is we got our first look at Carnage, but like they lit him in a way that it's like you can't see a yeah barely you can't see a lot of detail. Um, so he it's because the CGI isn't finished, and they don't want to. Um, yeah, they don't want to deal with it right now. Yeah, I mean, uh, as it, far as it looks right now, you you get like he should. How many times did they say only in theaters? Yes, the they said it like four times, and because they yeah. don't, they really <laughs> are trying to be like, hey, you have to see it in theater, even though we totally will not have it just be in theaters yeah. because. While we're optimistic, uh, contractually for the hype, we have to talk about only in theaters. But in the actuality, they're driven to drop. They're going to drop on services. Mo- they haven't ironed that out. I don't. Does Does Sony have a streaming service they, like a platform? They are planning on releasing their Silk live action series onto Amazon Prime. So I guess it would be on Amazon Prime. I mean, the only thing they have is, like, anime stuff, right? Yeah, they have Funimation and uh, Crunchyroll. And Crunchyroll. Yeah. Yeah, they don't have uh, anything else. That'd be a very interesting world to live in where uh, the premiere site for Venom 2 is on Crunchyroll. I, I don't think <laughs> there's any way that they would, like, put a live-action series that aren't, like, anime-related onto Crunchyroll or Funimation because people will get very yeah. upset. <laughs> and, uh... But yeah, I think I don't know, Aaron. What do you think of the trailer? Aside from the fact that they are probably shooting themselves in the foot with uh, the only in theaters. I mean, I thought it looked good. Again, my problem with the first movie, while I did like it, is just where's Spider Man? <laughs> uh, you yeah, you think that it's kind of like an incomplete product without it? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like, what's the point? Yeah. I don't necessarily think that these stories uh, revolving specifically around Venom can't exist, but, like, in the greater scheme of things, why even bother, kind of? Yeah. If, like, Spider-Man isn't going to be there at all, ever. And, like, at this point, it's just, like, all these Spider-Man villains are now becoming Venom villains. Yeah, or we're going to get... I don't know. I mean, Carnage is my favorite. But here we are. Yeah, I think... I think overall, uh, I I hope that we, I don't know, I'm in a weird state because I don't want to give Sony enough, uh, like, accolades to be like, yeah, and you know what, you can take Spider-Man back and, like, do your own thing, and then we end up, like, getting another Amazing Spider-Man 2 down the line because I... I don't know what the way to go about it is because if I don't think uh I don't see Morbius being a huge hit 
I don't know if that's different from you guys. What do you mean, Jared Leto's in it? <laughs> yeah, Jared Leto's gonna bring a crowd. Yes, um, if you uh, if this is what is if this was like a uh, a podcast that cared about like narrative <laughs> continuity of, of, of like where where previ- I'm previously on the Echo Screen podcast, um, and when we rebrand, I'm gonna have to edit that to our new name. Um, jokes aside, I would add in that like previously on thing where we talked about how we're known fans of Jared Leto, um, and then. We'd go back into what Aaron is about to say about how he loves Jared Leto. Yeah, so you're saying Jared Leto's the best, Aaron? No. <laughs> <laughs> but, Classic. Yeah, but we, yeah, we're uh, not fans of Jared Leto. Yeah. Uh, I we, was we, like, when, uh, like... Wrong. Rob, no. No, I, I used to be a big fan of 30 Seconds to Mars, and I used to... and I. Wait, what? Why? What does that have to? Was he in that? Yeah, band? he's the lead singer. He's the lead singer. <laughs> really? Yeah. You never That's knew how that. He got famous. I don't know anything about Jared Leto on by uh, by design. I would say. <laughs> I mean, he was a great actor. Um, I, I, he. Uh, depending on depending the on the role. That's true. Um, Su- Suicide Squad. Uh, really. Uh, just wasn't a good look for a lot of people, especially him. Uh, and then he continued it not being a good look by doing the same thing in uh, uh, Blaze's favorite movie. But uh, the movie that will not be named. The movie that will not be named. Um, but yeah, I, I just yeah, I don't see myself like my sister and I were like watching uh the original animated spider-man show and i think i brought this up in the past but um we got to the morbius episodes and they like devote like 10 episodes to an arc about morbius and by the end of it me and her were like morbius fucking sucks as like a (laughs) concept and a character and so Well, they're gonna use Morbius to uh, to bring in uh, Vulture. What's that? No, what's that? Uh, that Spider-Man villain who's like a dimensional vampire guy who like eats the spider oh. totem, like the animal totem. People. Oh, uh, God! Why am I forget? Uh, I like him. I'm just trying to remember his name. His name is. It also starts with an M. Um, um, yeah, the inheritors is like the name of his him and his family. Uh, Morloon, yeah. mm-hmm. Morloon is is his name. Yeah, so they're gonna bring in uh, that like those like that group of uh, villains, and um, and then they're gonna have like this the the uh, Sinister Six without Spider Man basically, and then they're gonna be fighting. Yeah, because they go after animal totems, and so like they're gonna say. Like Venom is the snake in the universal web of life, and then fucking Morbius is the bat, uh, Vulture is the bird. I don't know. Um, uh, Doc Ock. Doc Ock is is the doctor in uh... the squid. Yeah, got it. <laughs> um, and then uh, the rhino is like I don't know. I couldn't even possibly yeah. I don't know what understand saying. what uh, uh, what kind of animal yeah, that is. Uh, but yeah, th- I could totally see them. I feel bad. Be- goblin? What's the green goblin? <laughs> that, goblin shark. I keep, I keep tell- saying that to friends like they 
like they'd be like, oh, it's interesting how uh, Spider-Man's uh, rogues gallery is all just like animals. And it's like, yeah, like Dr. Octopus and the Green Goblin. And like... <laughs> what is a goblin? What kind of animal? You know, his that? greatest uh, nemesis, the animal, the awesome. goblin. That's a uh, human. <laughs> oh, true. Oh. Anyway, uh, yeah, so that's a thing that uh is happening the sony marvel cinematic universe which there's uh, i think they've dropped that for now like i'm glad that it said in association with marvel and not the marvel uh no it's they officially called it sony's universe of marvel characters is their universe (laughs) which sucks so much so so, to, long story short, we've talked a lot about on this meandering path about Venom 2 trailer. Uh, most people who know a bit about Venom, especially Venom recently, and Carnage for that matter, they think this is all leading towards uh, Null being, uh, show, like, showing up at the yep. end. And we've talked mm-hmm. about Null before on the podcast, but resident uh, Donnie Cates aficionado and um, Venom expert Rob will fill you... Uh, <laughs> fill the rest of us in about who Null is and what that means for the future of the Venom films? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, I think, what is it? Um, the fact that Sony, every time they make a movie, Marvel puts out, like, a comic for them uh, means that maybe there's a contract for making more material for them. Uh, but it's... Uh, I think uh, the best way to describe it is Null is this uh, primordial god of darkness in the Marvel Universe, and he just so happened to create the symbiotes as weapons for himself. And then uh, they kind of developed into their own alien species. Um, And that's kind of the basis around the whole Donny Cates Venom arc. And he is... That's kind of cool. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's... It's a really good arc. Again, like I recommend whoever's listening just to give it a shot. Uh, first volume's great, and then it's continually great. But first volume scripting. But the point is, uh, with that, there's kind of a couple events that lead up to uh, Null having like a main event in the most recent arc called uh, King in Black, and there's an event called Absolute Carnage, which is. Uh, kind of a sequel series to Maximum Carnage. Uh, But in there, there's a lot of biblical uh, references. There's basically a cult to this god of uh, darkness. And um, I don't know. I think I I could see, like, them laying seeds, maybe. Like, because Carnage is, like, the deacon. Uh, Like, he's uh, a bishop of null in that event and he basically says like oh you don't know what's coming and the end is upon us and all that and so i think uh i think that could be a lead in there but you know it'd be cool i hope uh i hope they don't screw it up but (laughs) we'll see it's going to be uh, tough to put in all that lore unless they, uh, you know, mm-hmm. unless, if Venom 2 is not as successful as they expect it to be, yeah. um, then I don't know about 
that. Yeah, but uh, I think it might be better try to just make a good movie and don't try to world build as much. But yeah, who knows? I yeah, I wouldn't want to. Um, I I wouldn't want them to like milk it if that makes any sense. Like, just make a good film. Yeah, that is that is a bigger piece uh to like a like like a larger picture like make it like standalone ish like a sequel sure but not like a you know anyway i mean hey i'm not i'm not in the movie business so (laughs) what do i know i mean i would i would kind of be okay with them trying to branch off a more symbiote based world because what we found out is people really like the concept of venom when it's on screen um, yeah. but, uh, I think that, uh, they're already going to be building up a few things. Uh, the host of Tox, of Toxin is in the trailer. Um, Peter Milligan, I believe is his name. Uh, who's Toxin? Toxin is the son of Carnage. Um, oh, yeah. Interesting. So Carnage is the son of Venom and then, uh, Toxin. So is. Venom's a grandfather. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and they uh, there's a Carnage run where uh, Eddie Brock lost the symbiote for a while, and he took on the Toxin symbiote. So yes, he basically goes through that whole thing, and he says, "Yeah, so basically, I'm a, I'm my own grandchild." So that's pretty <laughs> weird. But you know, that's so strange. Yeah. But uh. Okay. Yeah. Well. Hopefully they nail it when it comes to theaters and a streaming service <laughs> near you whenever that movie actually comes out. Ha yeah. ha. Long story short, um, put it on streaming, goddammit. <laughs> it most likely will, because I doubt it with with uh just so uh I mean this is this is just information that was released. The US where we are most likely will not get herd immunity because enough people refuse to be vaccinated great so mm. uh it's just gonna make everything take longer to get back to normal i saw some post i don't know if it was a i think it was like from the headline from a vice article but it, <laughs> it was funny it was like uh anti-maskers slash anti-vaxxers are now going to be wearing masks to prevent being in contact with people who have been vaccinated awesome <laughs> that's so what uh, what that, the fuck? If that is true, that would be so <laughs> fucking funny. No, I mean, you know what? I'm in full support of that. You know, <laughs> yeah, uh, same. Whatever. If, it if takes. you want to protect yourself from me, a uh, vaccinated person, I am more than happy mm-hmm. uh, for you to be uh, to wear a mask. You know, yeah. I think that's all oh, we have. You got the vaccine. That's contagious. <laughs> I gotta wear a mask. Uh, yeah, oh, suddenly you're afraid of contagious stuff, so you're gonna wear a mask. Yeah. You know what? Whatever gets them to be in a fucking mask, let's let's just let them get get there. You know. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> jokes aside, um, recent news literally just uh, announced Scarlet Nexus, that anime game. Um, it will have a demo first on Xbox uh, May twenty first. I think that thing comes out in. It comes out June 25th, so it comes out mm. just about a month before. I don't have an Xbox, but that game looks interesting to me. 
I don't know why. I typically stay away from like weird anime games that are just like not associated with anything. I don't really go for anime games in general. Like the real, really the only anime game that I think I've ever been interested in is like maybe when I was a kid, I played some Dragon Ball Z fighter like games. And then when I was a teenager, like an early teenager, I imported like the third naruto fighting game um and that's about it like other than that i don't really go for anime based games so uh but yeah scarlet nexus for whatever reason caught my eye when it was being like announced and shown off especially for like yeah xbox it looks like uh astral chain but instead of blue it's a red yeah that's why that's also why i'm like because i've been i've been playing a little bit of astral chain which for everyone that uh, that expected me to be right, I'm sorry, I was wrong. It actually came out in 2019, August Thank 2019. God. How could yeah. how could you make a mistake like that, man? I don't know. I'm sorry to everyone uh, who I've hurt. Hopefully, this will teach you a lesson, old man. Yeah. You know, we we've got yeah. people here that are depending on you being right about these kind of dates. Um, yeah. I know. Oh, I live for the moment that blazes. <laughs> <laughs> Every day of my oh, life. <laughs> Uh, awesome. Yeah. Anyway, uh, that aside, uh, Ashtrain is good. Scarlet Nexus is made by a completely different company, but it's yeah. uh, the red one. So I'm like interested in that vaguely, but also it's first on Xbox. So who knows mm-hmm. when I'll actually play that. You know, I was really, I had a Xbox Series S in my cart at, on uh, GameStop yesterday because I was like, it's just here. I could just get it. Like, I could play all my like Damn. all the old games <laughs> that I was playing better than what my like PlayStation Four is doing, and uh, and like Games Pass gives me access to everything. Like, why not? Why shouldn't I do this? And then I look at like my backlog of PlayStation Four games that I'm like, yeah, I can't play mm-hmm. these games on my my uh, like I can't play these games better looking at all on this quote unquote new console. And so I'm just like, and then and you I'm think like, about integrate. Yeah, and I'm like, and then integrate is like I can't play that either way. So it's just like remove from card. <laughs> but yeah, GameStop had them for like hours yesterday. Like for like 18 hours, they just had Xbox Series S's available, um, which is so strange to me. But uh, yeah, you know, that's a thing that i almost did but i decided against yeah uh okay that's happening uh yeah okay so we'll just move on to things we we did in this past week which to start off we finally watched predator you know action our 80s action movie marathon uh, watch series yeah and Mm -hmm. um Man, the Predator's, like, barely in that film. Yeah. And, like, there's, like, no character to the Predator. Like, at all. He's just alien. Man. Yeah, he's... They don't even... There's no context of why he's, like, hunting them down either. It's just, like, he is. You, you get a little bit of, like... He does it for Yeah, sport. he does it for sport. Um, they, they really develop, like, kind of the alien lore uh, that he has in... Uh, I think two and then 
Alien vs. Predator kind of goes way into that. Uh, but yeah, for the most part, you just kind of get you get the scene where he comes in on a spaceship right at the start, uh, and then where they spent their entire where they budget, spent yeah. the entire budget on that model of a ship, um, and uh, then you get. Uh, uh the one legend from uh the girl in there that says like oh yeah there's a creature that comes whenever it's truly hot around here and uh aside from that yeah the predator is he's weird in that because i don't think he's fully developed yet so he like can talk kind of maybe he's like using the bumblebee scenario where he's like using he's like recording the voices and then like like and then like saying them back like those recordings back to but everyone. but at the ending he like he not only says who are you he also maniacally laughs yeah <laughs> laughter and speech i don't think are the same to me but yeah he like okay so this movie starts out with like pretty interesting premise like if it was just like we need you to do a job that's like a suicide squad mission but you're the only guys that can do it um and i have to go with you because i have to and then like things go sideways essentially but then they add this wrinkle of like the predator is here yeah and i think and so it's like okay that's fine but then like there's nothing else it's just now we have to survive for the rest of the movie and they don't spoilers for predator they just don't i think this except for arnold yeah i think this was actually a script that was about um like the beginning of this and then they put the predator into this and turned it into another movie i think they just saw a script about guys uh shooting people in uh the jungle guatemala yeah in guatemala and uh then they just went into uh, looking at it. It was like, okay, this doesn't hold up. You know what this needs? An alien. <laughs> Which <laughs> yeah, it's like it was really just like the it, like every character in the squad was not developed very much, but they were all like, I've seen every character that was in this film in Gears of War since. Yeah. And I think I up. think that's another product of I think. Gears of War took a lot from that with their kind of characterization. Like, I think this might be another one of those kind of foundation movies where we, like, we look at it and be like, oh, okay, that's, yeah, you've seen that character yeah. a lot of times. And then... The movie was, like, a huge vehicle for, like, Arnold to do cool stuff. Yeah. And then, like, an alien to kill a bunch of people. Like, and then they have, like, these interesting character designs and like like there's the heavy guy with the cowboy hat and then there's um like they, i don't know they they have this a bunch of stuff a couple weird things about the film like they introduce like the squad in the helicopter and they like right off the bat they want us to hate this cowboy hat guy they like make him come off as like really racist and like homophobic straight up and then through the course of the film it's like no he isn't actually that way and there's like this um there's this like 
It's Governor Jesse Ventura you're talking about. (laughs) Yeah. Like, like they set it up that way so that we're like, oh, this is this type of character. And it's like the 80s. So I guess I was like expecting that to be the case. But then as I, as I took it, I guess it's maybe as high 2021, but I'm not like, I'm not the only person that took it this way. There's like, uh, like it just looks like those two guys we're in a relationship or something yeah. like the, the like it's a fan theory that those two squad members are because that one guy is like the most affected out of all of them that he's gone and yeah like, and they were like that they were quote-unquote friends yeah, he, like like he the hesitation. he's very vague and uh hesitant when he says that like he says like he was my friend and they have like the way they interact with each other is just like to show us that like that character isn't actually racist like basically like that he he wasn't doing it because he like he like i don't know if that was like he yeah. spits on uh this like guy's shoe yeah. not because it's on uh, uh fucking carl, carl weathers, weathers character's that's because shoe he's like the guy that is yeah part he's, of their squad he's the outsider, yeah, he's the outsider. Not, not because he's of, the yeah. suit i don't think i've ever like read that yeah really i mean he's no, immediately absolutely. like homophobic and then he spits on his yeah. shoe like that i mean yeah to me that that's how it read yeah i think i think it's wait it reads that way i think what they were trying to write it as is just like yeah this fucking guy he's in with us and you're like and it's weird because he's he made he's arnold's old friend but like there was a falling out probably although they also are very friendly when they see each other again so like well basically it, it seems like like he took a he took a like a job and and arnold went independent yeah like and then and and like they're they're like friendly but like they're office friendly but as soon as like he's like i'm coming with you arnold's like uh i could we i don't work with outsiders i work with my squad and then like he's like you work for me now kind of deal and that like starts this like like this thing and then i think he literally arnold literally says like he changed yeah um if you anyone hears that uh that sound it's a helicopter uh flying over my house so arnold's coming for you could, uh, i guess so oh, awesome um if arnold showed up my doorstep i wouldn't know what to do <laughs> i think i'd just be like oh okay well i guess that's it wait, uh, but anyway, wait would yeah, you think so, that arnold's there to just get rid of you <laughs> Yeah, he's terminated. <laughs> what if he was like, hey, let's go shoot stuff in my tank? I would probably be like, why would why would we do that? What <laughs> context? What time are you from? Uh, what year is it? Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I guess they subverted my expectations. I thought it would be... Uh, I, I, I was like, okay, when they did that at the beginning of the film. But when they like when they like recontextualize it as uh as just like you're an outsider and uh that kind of thing that was like good thank you but i mean i really didn't uh i don't appreciate that stuff in 2021 from a like a 1987 i think the movie came out yeah like that sucks Mm -hmm. but you know they were they did it for a uh they didn't do it just because they did it for like a narrative purpose which is interesting like it was character motivated which like i think it was effective 
yeah, I guess, if that makes it any shows sense. you like kind of like well it kind of works if you're going by that theory too but it also shows it's just like this group of very like i don't know just kind of like just politically very incorrect people just like completely just like uh uh i'm trying to think of the right like word here like just they've grown to be like fuck fucking like kind of all right all right with each other like even though and then like you see that there's like really just this bravado goes away and like even yeah i get what you're trying to say you're it's like uh like it's what at the time was like the most machismo like just like asshole like kind of uh like strong guy things that you'd see and yeah and then you would you see like very quickly they all just like get torn apart and well torn apart literally and figuratively Mm -hmm. um which i remember feeling like they did more of that like the psychologically angle before rewatching it but i was like oh it's just kind of like a couple of guys get nervous and then there's the one guy who just loses his mind and by the end of it he's just like singing the one song to himself as he's like running through the forest yeah yeah i i like that each of those characters it was like um each of the characters were very like interesting and unique and they all had like quirks like they were all like like you can see a lot of bad batch i would say in oh yeah um in the like predator squad like that squad of people like i don't i don't know like i haven't seen movie like a movie before that where like that was like the origin and then that was like another iteration to me it seems like predator is like that is like where a bunch of stuff has spawned from yeah and you see it all the time now but it just was like okay i get it they they were doing this thing and it still holds up in that way yeah so it's cool that was predator we talked about it <laughs> uh i've continued my journey with lost world it's weird a book is like super cynical yeah and then it like is like really kid-centric like there's more kid characters in that really book and like it yeah so there's these like two new kids and when it, it like it shifts because it's like really cynical and then like in the back half of the book they i haven't finished yet but they like still steer to like it feels like i don't know that they're just like it's like a little bit lighter with the kids but then they have like characters who are even like darker that are like the villain characters or whatever yeah and uh i i know what's his name is like a bigger part in that than he was in the movie but uh dotson is a big part dotson yeah yeah he is a big part in that yeah. film yeah that film the yeah. book yeah in the film he he's, he's like just in one scene and... yeah he's like really big uh he's like a huge character in this actually yeah he's like in the one scene the, at the beginning where he like gives him the uh barbasol can yeah right? 
Is that him? Yeah. Yeah. He's uh, like, instead of being a background character, he's like a full character in this one. Yeah. That one, I, I've, I've, I never heard that there were kids in this one. That's very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. There's two new kids. Okay. Are they like, and then there's like, um, so Alan Grant is like in the book, like for like a chapter maybe or whatever. And then like. Uh, Ian Malcolm is like the main guy and uh, do you remember who the uh, so Alan Grant and who is the uh, other character that like the woman who she was like the plant lady oh do you remember her Ellie Sadler's name yeah so Dr. Sadler is not in it either and they came up with this new character um Sandra Harding is that her name? Oh yeah, and Sarah Harding. Sarah Harding. So okay, Sarah Harding and Ian Malcolm are like the new like they've made Ian Malcolm into what Alan Grant was in the previous one. Yeah. But then they also have this character, Doctor Levine, who is Alan Grant, and it's just like, why? Why not just put them? Alan Grant in why it? Why not just have? Yeah. Why not just have? them back and then like they have the engineer guy and like i'm just like i get why the first one's better like i get that like it just seems like more of jurassic park but it like is just like more of it it's not necessarily it's not better by a long stretch it's not bad either like it's written very well it's still like compelling it's just like not as good and you could have just you did like you made more work for yourself by like having new characters i guess so yeah that's that i uh i pro i would have liked to see more of uh dr sadler and uh alan grant like i i will i like those characters and i understand why they're not like it makes sense why they're not here but it also makes less sense that ian malcolm is there so yeah. you know there's that yeah uh, i'm very excited let me know when you're finished reading that i'd love to see what your thoughts on the book compared to the movie are yeah we're gonna watch the movie after I finish, yeah. uh, finish it it feels like from what i remember of uh from what i remember of jurassic park 3 the movie mm. it feels like because i don't think there's a third book right yeah there's in a third i book. think yeah so i think they just like took parts of the lost world and yeah. like, made a movie of it and then they took the other parts they didn't use from the book and made Jurassic Park 3. That's from what I remember. Yeah. Like, it's like where I am now in the book is like, it makes me remember Jurassic Park 3. Yeah, the, it's so. really interesting because like the movies as they've gone on has been like taking just little elements from both of those books and branching them off into these new movies. Like even, uh, what is it? In Jurassic Park, uh, the original book. I remember you see like the design elements of like the prototype design that they had for the park and they Mm -hmm. described it as like the buildings looking like kind of pyramids and all that. And then you see Jurassic Hmm. world and all, and there's like a million buildings that look like pyramids and I'm like, Oh fuck. They grabbed that from the book. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Definitely did their, uh, their research. It's interesting. It's definitely interesting. I am, I'm uh I'll probably finish it this week yeah. and we'll watch it hopefully for next podcast. Yeah. Um 
That, uh... Yeah, I really wish there was um, a video game. Yeah. That was like that was like a survival horror game, but with like dinosaurs, like Jurassic Park themed, or just a Jurassic Park survival horror. That game. isn't Dino and Crisis. And I know, th- yeah, that's the first <laughs> thing that anyone brings up, and it's like, but there's just Dino Crisis. Like they could make, they could make more of I, that, and it would still be. Good. I fo- like, I follow this one channel that's like, uh, it's like the world's biggest like Jurassic Park fan, and and mm-hmm. he. Uh, He's always campaigning. He's just like, guys, like, I think we really need to, like, have a game where we could, as much as I get what they're doing with it, we need to shoot some t- dinosaurs. <laughs> like, it, I think uh, I, I would really be interested because I thought that uh, they might be doing a Dino Crisis game recently. Uh I mean, play Turok. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we can play <laughs> Turok. Turok too. I we can play Arc Two with Vin Diesel. Jurassic uh, Jurassic World Evolution <laughs> as a survival yeah, game. Uh, no, no. I I'm I really I like Dino Crisis. What Capcom? It's like the Resident Evil team. If yeah, I'm it mistaken, is. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, if they just made a Resident like a like RE two remake RE three remake style uh, Dino Crisis. That'd be, I mean, that would probably do very well, especially if they like launched it or planned to release it around when the third Jurassic World movie comes yeah. out. I mean, like straight up. I would love that because, like, with the RE2 remake and all that, they like do a good job of uh, branching out the dialogue a little bit more and make it less of like, I was shot, I need to get bandages. And make it be like, yeah, oh, I'm really hurting as, here. As, uh, like PS One. Yeah, the they actually so. put thought into all of that. So I'd love to see, like, because I remember playing through uh, Dino Crisis like in high school, and was like, even then, I was like, this is of a time where they gave yeah. less of a shit here. <laughs> I've been watching. Um, basically, I've I've been like really amped, like after. Uh, after and like planning to play uh resident evil village as like a group i've been like really amped to figure out like the lore and rob uh when resident evil 2 remake came out rob uh i rob and i were at scad and so i like would go over to his place and we'd play like for a few nights and i just watch him play and it's just like such a fun experience and i was like i just want to know more about what this is so I've wa- been watching this channel called The Sphere Hunter. Oh, she's and, great. Um, yeah, she does like incredible videos like of all this, uh, like all like uh, the Resident Evil series, basically. Um, yeah, get ready for a ride. <laughs> yeah, it's it's interesting for sure. Like it's weirdly comparatively grounded for the first like one, two, and three comparatively to like where the series goes after that yeah four um, is where it becomes like just a action kind of b horror movie and then yeah they go into full action in five i believe and then yeah because i remember like knowing next to nothing then everyone was like four is the best gamecube game ever made and i was like i'm not really into scary like games at the time like i wouldn't pick it up myself And then, like, I remember watching a friend of mine play Five when that came out, and it just seemed, like, dumb, really dumb, uh, comparatively to 
I was just like, this is really it. Especially like those stupid quick time event things. Yeah. It's just bonkers. But I mean, I'm a Kingdom Hearts fan, so who what am I, who am I to say that yeah. a video game story is bonkers? Yeah, that was I think um, we said that the other day, like uh we saw one of our friends watched another video where it was like the like Kingdom Hearts is too hard to wrap your head around all the lures oh yeah and then then i said like oh yeah i'd love to tell these people okay can you tell me coherently what is the timeline of resident evil (laughs) god yeah no that's all right uh yeah so i've been like watching a bunch of videos and like looking up a bunch of information about uh resident evil as a series and like how influential it has been and i did not and like how it came what i feel like it came out of nowhere but it like was more like a phoenix rising from the ashes because it was it was like a brand that like a video game like a known quantity that they drove into the ground by making a bunch of bad games like they were like this is our success and then we're gonna flood the market with all these half-baked things and people are gonna lose faith in it and then until resident evil 2 remake like did they not have like a hit i mean like yeah i think i think seven was Oh, yeah, I was gonna yeah, say seven. seven. Oh yeah, seven. That. Seven was like a soft reboot for the series, yeah. and it was different because it was first person. Yeah. But I, I, I don't think it even. But it was like I guess the the return, but it wasn't as like the the way people talked about seven. I don't think was as big I, or as like internet like popular as people talked about RE2 yeah, I gotcha. remake. Like I, I think they they really brought interest back but then they won a lot of people they won basically the whole fan base back with two remake i think so yeah i think so yeah it's pretty good it's good but we're not talking about resident evil village yet thank you everyone one Uh, more thing we still have one last thing to talk about the demon slayer movie you guys watched it yes Mm -hmm. good bad Somewhere in the middle. Um, to say that this movie is, um, to put it definitively, this movie is one hundred percent amazing. Really? Yeah. Yeah. You need to watch the series oh, yeah. to uh, to to uh, to understand. I looked it. up a. It is not. I looked up a yeah. trailer to see. Like, I was like, oh, maybe I'll sit down and watch it with them. And I watched the trailer for. I was like. I don't think I'm going to be able to sit down and watch it with you. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like a fully canonical movie. It's an arc from the manga. Like, it yeah. is a direct continuation from where the anime leads off at the end of the first season and where the the anime will pick up from after. Um, I If there's a season two of the anime, I don't know if that's been announced or if it's more movies or whatever, but it's like, mm. it's huge. It's huge in the it's, it's huge in Japan. It's huge in the states. Like it's so it's. I don't remember what the last. Uh, it's like beating out every record for like animated movies. Like around, mm-hmm. I guess like foreign animated movies. Well, it was. Uh, it almost beat um, Mortal Kombat opening weekend. So. Yeah, it's like it's like doing tremendous uh, numbers in the theaters. And you can buy it on the PlayStation Network, so mm. like if you, mm. you know. But uh, yeah, Is so that like an exclusive we thing watched, that they got going, or yeah, I believe so. Okay, cool. But yeah, uh, I don't know, but 
regardless of that, the presentation, the story, it's everything you want. Like in a film, it makes mm-hmm. the characters you already know, you care about. There's like high stakes. The uh, characters that are new, they introduce, are good. Like, great job, wonderful film, uh, beautifully animated. The music is incredible. Yeah, it has a lot of uh, depth, a lot of subtext. Like they really did a great job. Mm-hmm. So from like a from like a structural standpoint, like it's just something to uh, like if you're into that kind of thing, like breaking things down like that. It's it's uh, a joy in every scene. So yeah, I definitely think. Uh, I know you're not like the biggest uh, anime anime yeah. guy. Like I know that you don't hate it yeah. or whatever, but I like I know that it's not like yeah. a big. Every once in a while, something will grab me. But uh, yeah, but uh, my voice broke. Uh, but yeah, uh, every once in a while, I'll grab onto it. But for the most part, I there's a lot that I don't gravitate towards usually. Yeah. I, yeah, I guess, like, it's, um, I thought it was this, like, Feudal Era Japan, mm. like, samurai show. Like, I didn't before know what it, it was when I first, like, before I watched the series proper. Okay. Like, yeah, I didn't. Technically, it is. I, yeah, I mean, but it's also, like, it's, it's like the 1800s film. Like, like it feels yeah, that way. it is. But it's, like, fantasy, so they have, like um it seems like victorian era like but there's also like like lights and electricity and Mm. stuff well i mean that's how it was in like the 1800s japan like uh main cities that would have adapted that technology like you know took it in but there were also like many places in the country where yeah like people didn't i mean they still don't like stop wearing like traditional uh japanese garb it's like yeah yeah that's just how it was like if you look at footage or pictures from those times it's like basically the same thing they take a lot of inspiration from that which is really cool because it makes it seem very grounded in that way yeah obviously has like some supernatural like hijinks uh, the characters have basically they these normal people get superpowers in order to take on the demons who are supernatural creatures yeah but like i saw a lot of uh, mouths and hands uh from what yep, i yep yep classic uh, classic anime trope the the mouth hand <laughs> hand and mouth. mouth yeah no i i think it's really uh rewarding um because like once i saw that like that it was like that there was like that was the setting it was like a turn of the century like the turn of the uh i guess the industrial revolution like that is cool to me yeah. like that's really interesting aesthetically and all that so yeah i definitely recommend it to anyone who's hesitant or like curious worthwhile movie's really good um yeah it's cool and for something with such a uh this is definitely not a kid's show Mm -hmm. and kids like a movie for kids like there is a lot of blood and i guess gore in comparison to like other media but um like it's it's like more than more so by a significant amount than like i would argue naruto or bleach like it is for like a an audience that is a little bit older than them 
I guess it's still like age 14 plus or whatever, but mm-hmm. um yeah, and like the the show and the movie have this like things are kind of hopeless, but beyond that, they like talk about like inner strength and who you are as a person, what you're putting out into the world and like if you can do something, you should do it. Like all that like that is like really meaningful like that you can keep like trying and going like i think that isn't it's like an effective way to uh to inspire a lot of people so it's good worth watching yeah definitely all right any more there thoughts on that reason it's the uh most highest grossing like anime really yeah and uh for sure it, like beat, right now. it beat spirited away right huh it oh for sure yeah. yeah for sure okay yeah yeah wow okay all right uh so next is uh yeah now we're gonna yeah. talk about uh homer simpson's birthday uh it's uh today he is 65 no, um it's pretty crazy right guys yeah so resident evil village <laughs> came out last friday <laughs> and um We've been playing it, and we, uh, I guess, light spoilers for Resident Evil uh, Village. We're not really, we don't know enough to go as in-depth, I don't think. Like, I personally don't know enough to spoil, like, I can't spoil the second half or, like, the ending of the game, because I just don't know. But we do know about, um, at least, like, the first, like, the first two major bosses of the game. And I think that we're going to discuss that so yeah um i guess if you don't want to know anything about it um then i guess don't listen that's the show but if you do know about it or you'd like to hear our thoughts as like talking about the first like two bosses of the game then we are going to do that okay and that was your warning and so now we're going to discuss it so the big first boss uh the lighting in this game uh i would say it's the oh first my, enemy yeah the lighting is so dark uh, i mean obviously it's like on purpose yeah it like is creating an atmosphere but it, at a certain point it's like hard to play the game yeah. like i mean i'm only watching a stream but like it just looks hard to play because like i i'm squinting my eyes to see stuff uh on the screen but yeah you know it, it kind of gets i don't know uh there's a lot of points where i'm like why wouldn't the character turn on his flashlight right now? <laughs> because it's so fucking dark at points. But, uh... uh Don't want to give yourself away. Yeah, t- that's true. Uh, but it's just... So, this game presents itself as, like... It feels very divorced from, like... The, like... It feels, like, off of the cuff. Like, based on all the media that it that it's presenting. It, it's, like very different very supernatural comparatively to like previous resident evils which to me while it's like zombies and stuff it's always been like an infection scientific in nature all that this seems it seems like it's all like more magical and stuff um and i mean Mm. there hasn't been anything to to um disprove it disprove that as of like right now in in the, the game but um 
from my understanding, from what we've been told, it connects back into like RE, like Resident Evil. Oh, yeah, hundred percent. Like all of this is going to lore. have to deal with something else. Yeah, it's so. which I'm like super psyched to see that, like, because mm-hmm. I personally like that it connects back. Like, I'm I'm glad about that, and I'm looking forward to to getting to that point. But I like I like that they can what they're doing. I'm not saying it's a detractor, yeah. but it was just like odd to see like like uh vampires and werewolves in this like european village and be like this is resident evil like especially when they like had that first announcement trailer for village resident evil 8 i was like wasn't this series about like zombies zombie a zombie virus from this company like what well i mean and so what is it in six uh they turned into like people would like mutate into like these different kinds of monsters and like I think at one point a guy turns into yeah. like a zombie T-Rex. So yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't know, even from the first game which has big That's spider true. big snake. Like I don't know, I yes. don't really ever since the first game I haven't really been so keen as to count it as just zombie game. Yeah, and then um, Yeah, I guess like for me who where, Yeah. As of Friday, I did not know much about Yeah. Resident Evil beyond mm-hmm. zombies like even with my knowledge of resident evil 2 remake and 3 from previously before friday i was just like it's a zombie game series yeah and there's like mr x and nemesis who are bigger zombie people and then like as the week has gone as like the weekend went on and like the earlier part of this week and i watched more videos understood more i was like okay this isn't as as far out of like left field as i thought it was and it it, yeah. Even, like, with it being, like, quote-unquote supernatural, it's just layer like, they're just different versions of zombies, yeah. basically. Uh, mm-hmm. They're just different infected, I guess. The, or mutants, or whatever. The big thing... So that's cool. The big thing I'm wondering, like, as we go along with it, is I'm wondering if it's intentional that they wanted it to all look like werewolves. Like, they were like, make sure... Oh, 100%. Like... I mean, the game opens up with that uh the story like fairy tale sequence yeah so they're definitely wanting to it to seem like this uh infection or whatever is like may have been the cause of like these fairy tales and like this kind of fantastical lore yeah. uh possibly yeah from what i'm understanding like maybe it's something that's more lived into the world than we have yeah. known in the past and it might kind be of just like that's how they're ruling the people in this village with like kind of fear of like the old world horrors uh yeah it's interesting how it will connect back to uh to everything else and if it like it feels like way more like it like a longer term period than mm-hmm. other things in the series um yeah. from what i've seen and so it's going to be like what came first this or like umbrella or whatever i don't yeah. know and i'm i'm can't wait but well, anyway this is you know for sure later on in the timeline oh yeah yeah so ex- an explanation to that i'm looking forward to yeah um mm-hmm. if they have one for me i but uh okay oh, well, I, I was just gonna say uh do you think uh like based on everything with this uh like the village is actually 
a village or do you think it's like some kind of like umbrella like kind of uh testing ground or something both i think it's both i think it is a yeah from what I, we know within the context of the game they the villagers in the village proper have said that everything was normal prior to uh ethan showing up but it seems like from what we can understand that everything that's happening in the castle is uh affected by something yeah. and has been affected by something in the past i can assume yeah. like if if you have like a place that's so disconnected from the outside world and it, you're it's just like generations of an experiment that you're like planning those people within that experiment would just think it's just reality instead of mm -hmm. like yeah. Uh, like I'm not entirely sure if uh, it's connected to Umbrella right now. I mean, we'll see. Uh, we do see. It seems well, there like it's like a very long sometimes. time. And like, yeah, and like, yeah, there's is. like this these stone like pillars and tapestries or whatever, like carvings that are like really old and they have the umbrella symbol in them and all that. So it's like, that's got to be a little bit more like. Yeah. But whatever so the first uh first they like set up this like very different aesthetically like this fairy tale opening it's kind of like it kind of looks like the storybook stuff from that i remember from like Coraline. yeah right it has like a very Coraline feel mm -hmm. to yeah. it as the game opens and then you find out that it's just um mia mia's name? yeah mia's Ethan's yeah. wife. Mia is reading her newborn child uh, this book. Uh, this the very village tale. of shadows. And Ethan is like, why would you read that <laughs> messed up story to our daughter? It's, it's the... And she's like, it's totally fine, Ethan. What is wrong with you? It's the one point in the game where I truly relate to Ethan in the whole thing. It's the <laughs> one thing I was like, why would you read this? Yeah. And so, it's a local tale. She said, yeah. God, it's very uh, on the nose, uh, I would say. Uh, and then, like, they put the baby down and they're going to have, like, a night to themselves. And Ethan's, like, worrying about stuff. And uh, Mia's just like, come on, Ethan, everything's fine. I'm fine. Don't worry about it. And uh, we also get the whole, like, Ethan has had combat training since the last game, yes. which I don't really know anything about the... Uh, Resident Evil 7 other than that it was like in Louisiana and there's this mm -hmm. horrible family and yeah Mia was messed up well so like Ethan basically survived that whole orde ordeal by himself yeah. and uh at the end of it um uh, Chris Re Chris Redfield working for a new version new yeah a new thing like, essentially uh came and like picked him up and since then the Chris trained them and like set them up in a house in europe or something yeah. um they do say it's in europe so I, but yeah essentially that's what's happened over the course of like the past three years since the mm -hmm. resident evil 7 okay so and apparently they had a baby too along that time yeah. line so yeah i guess maybe. maybe who knows it's not like it's part of the game uh, <laughs> yeah, so uh, then um, they're about to ha sit down and have uh, a nice glass of wine, and uh, their house gets shot up, and 
Mia gets murdered hardcore by Chris Redman. Yeah, which... And everyone's like, why? And then uh, Ethan's like, why would you do this? What the heck? And then Chris Redfield uh, knocks him out. And uh, you wake up. And this, like, crashed uh, car. Like, uh, like you were being transported. Yeah. And you wake up in this, like, dark, snowy forest area. And you walk through the woods. And you show up in this village. And... And I... And then werewolves attack you. And I'm, I'm really waiting for the good enough reason that Chris couldn't say why he killed Mia in that moment. Like, because you think the littlest bit of courtesy would be to explain why you were doing this. No, no, no. But yeah, basically, uh, Chris Redfield kill, kills Ethan's wife and then takes uh, their baby yeah. and, is, like, knocks Ethan out. That's And then... You wake up in this like crash, and you go into this village, and your baby apparently is there and has been taken by, uh, I like, by this uh, what is her name? Mother Miranda. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um. And everyone in the village is either dead or um hiding, and everything's wrong, and it's all Ethan's fault, uh, basically. True. Well, well so, did you guys get to a point in the game that like further explained what uh, was the reasoning for the hit? Like, you don't have to tell me, because... I don't believe so. No, no. Yeah. Okay. All we know is that there's some... All we know so far is that, for whatever reason, uh, Rose is the baby's name. Yeah. Rose is, like, special, mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And... Um, they have turned Rose into like four separate like crystals vials like yeah I guess so like there's four separate parts to his baby but apparently says they, the uh, Duke Akira yeah. the, the Duke who's this like shopkeep character but he's more important than that he, he might like, be mystical he looks like a Dark Souls character yeah um, he like he like talks to you and he tells you that your kid's fine you just have to collect all four parts and then put her back together, basically. So uh, that's what I, it's implied which, and or said. Which I guess, like, it sent, like that's kind of a great building point from, like, in Resident Evil 7 and in this game. Ethan is, like, either infected or he's the first time that we see anyone do this. Be able to reattach their own limbs by just putting it on and then adding some oh, yeah. herbs to it. So so in the first game, uh, seven in 7, Ethan's like left hand gets chainsawed yeah. off. And uh, it gets like stapled back together and then like yeah. I guess healed. Which people, uh, further than that. people I've seen now, like if you do the block, you notice like uh, one hand is tanner than the other hand. So people think that maybe they reattached a different hand onto him in that one that's funny which is jeez um, yeah because what happened in that game is like you pass out obviously and then you kind of wake up and your hand's already yeah attached. somebody's stapling it on the baker family yeah. it was the baker family yeah yeah but thank you i think it was zoe in the family mike yeah so in the in the uh, in this one um 
Ethan's left hand, which is the one that got stapled, like chainsawed off and then stapled back on in seven, he gets like his pinky and ring finger like bitten off by this like <laughs> werewolf uh, yeah. guy. And then um, later on, as you get into Castle uh, Demetresque, you um, she like cuts your hand off as you're trying to escape after you've uh, killed one of her daughters, basically. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, so you go from the village after this. Uh, you get attacked by, like, these lichens, which are this game's, like, zombies, essentially. Um, yeah. And then, but they're werewolves, so whatever. Anyway, you get there, and then you have to you have to go into the castle to find some answers, and so you do, and that's where um, the big lady herself... Uh, no, you lady, get captured. Yeah. Um, yeah, and you see oh, like yeah. the ensemble of boss characters, which is more so of a callback to like other Resident Evil yeah. games. The I four felt. lords. Um, yeah. I, I think it's like, from what I see, like people who aren't as familiar with Resident Evil seem to think that it's strange that they, they that these people are there and like they're the boss enemies as opposed to like the Baker family, which I guess from a first time perspective might make more sense like they're a family and they're their own characters and like why are these like four random guys just randomly here but it's like well it's kind of how all other resident evil games yeah, are the, but i don't know yeah i felt like resident evil 7 was, was weirder to me as a premise yeah no i agree i think most people who are more familiar with the franchise would think that way um especially because that one in particular is very disconnected from all the other games until the end i think Mm -hmm. i think it's just more of like this is much more in the vein of like kind of where resident evil has built up to like we've we've gotten for sure uh, what was the name of the villain uh the baron in uh four is it i don't know uh but i could but yeah these villains are much the baron uh, I, yeah his name might just be the baron but uh these villains are much more in the vein of that and i think going from seven to this i it's basically if you look at it it's just, it's a another family of villains that you have to fight although they probably aren't related they're probably just all were like the same test subjects or whatever and they were kind of forced into a family unit kind of thing so mm-hmm. uh but like i think i think for the most part it it's a good es- escalation from seven and i i don't understand like people being that weirded out i mean again i can only see it if you've only played seven so mm. yeah so um you get captured and you go through this gauntlet you meet the four lords uh and um and mother miranda and then um you basically get told like get like uh given to this one guy named heisenberg Mm -hmm. and he's like i'm gonna kill you and then you like he sets you in this like he sets you in this like mousetrap scenario that you have to escape from and you survive and you escape but you escape to uh castle dimitrescu and you're like oh i hope my baby's in there so i can get the heck out of here and then you go into the castle and uh 
your baby is not there uh long story but, short and you have to solve this mask puzzle to get out yeah but uh in the meantime you have to come across uh lady dimitrescu and her three daughters and so you do <laughs> i mean it's, uh, <laughs> it's uh it's a lot they uh to beat them you have to they play with like the vampire kind of ideas of like the sunlight but it ends up being the cold i think that was their thing yeah uh they explain why uh why her daughters are like these fly people like bug people yeah which they she they are just like mm-hmm. like these like hordes and hives of like bloat flies i think they were yeah called. that have now taken uh, on they, the consciousness mm-hmm. of these people yeah and the cold like the air like uh rapid temperature change like especially cold like kills them essentially yeah. so uh you do that as a mechanic to fight the three of them in different areas and after you kill the first daughter which i mean honestly like i don't know it sounds worse when we're yeah. saying it like this but um they're trying to hunt you yeah and, like kill right. you and like suck yeah you right beforehand so. they uh they hook you up uh and hang you from the ceiling and with literal with hooks literal into hooks your into hands. your hands um they they hunt you down through the castle saying oh it's been a while since i've slit a man's throat and like all these other things so they they're not nice people uh yeah they're not they're not your friends Uh, and uh yeah it sounds really bad when you say like yeah, you you're killing all these vampires' daughters, but they're also vampires. Yeah, so so they're not her actual daughters. They're like experiments yes. that she like mm-hmm. became a maternal figure for. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, she apparently predates them by what seems like a significant amount, and it in the context of what we what we've read in the documents, it she was like given the castle and given her powers and like all this like stuff for like longevity her height her strength etc etc um and she's just like accepted it and and come to this like um this lifestyle and just seems and she's like entitled to it obviously and so uh after you kill the first daughter you're in like this uh basement area right and then she like shows up behind you and like you're trying to es- you're trying to escape the the like she chops your hand off your right hand yeah. from the wrist and um yeah you can't do anything except grab your hand put and it into your pocket your, uh, detached hand and put it in your pocket pull the the lever and get on the elevator to escape her and and then as you're riding the elevator up you put your right hand back on you pour some uh some medicine on there and it just it attaches and it's all yeah. good. Yeah, because that's how, that's how this chemical. And works. Ethan's words after all of that is, "Screw this castle, man." <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, it's Ethan's lines kind of. They suck. all like, suck. <laughs> they're like really cheesy, but they're not like the good cheesy. They're just like whatever cheesy. And I don't. I I think that's kind of the point. Like 
Yeah, he, he's just reacting to the situation in like a stupid way, but like everything around him is is played better. That like everything around him is less corny, and he is just like corny and campy, mm-hmm. which is fine. He just became I a mean, father, so it makes yeah. sense. Sure, I guess so. <laughs> uh, I don't know how he was in the previous game, but it was it was, a, it was about okay. the same. Yeah. It's just a lot of, what the fuck? What the fuck? He's a survival genius, that's for sure. Um, He's able to solve uh, complex puzzles. Um, So you kill the other two daughters. You solve the final puzzle. You basically uh, find this dagger that's like a really old dagger that's been coated in this like like a thousand poisons or something to that effect. And... uh, apparently it's like what is it poisons that can kill a demon or a dragon or something so that, like it says something in the lore yeah. of it when we read that passage and so you get the dagger and then um lady d shows up right behind you and stabs you through the the stomach and then you stab her in the side with the dagger and she evolves uh, transforms into her true form and then you have a boss battle where she, like, you run around this, like, perimeter of this, like, tower and, like, shoot her. Yeah. Anyway, you kill her. Yeah. And that's it for her so far. Like, I mean, it seems like definitively she is dead. She, like, crumbles to dust. Yeah. So. Unless we get. That's just the first that's boss. That's the first boss. So, yeah. So, and, like, that's. <laughs> two and a half hours in uh to the game basically and if the game is like 10 ish hours that's like wow i did not uh i thought she would be like the boss of the game that's like how the Mm. the messaging from the advertisements played it off and i'm i'm pretty like i'm like like bummed out because like lady d is such an interesting character like off, like I was interested to see like a lot yeah. about her, and I feel like I didn't get that much of her. We, we but know, I'm, like also we know like, more about the construction of her daughters than we do like how she got involved into this. I think. Yeah, well, I assume we'll find yeah. out more of like what the deal with all these weird people are like as the game goes on. But specifically, like, yeah, because they're all like really different. Like, they're all the powers that they have are all very different, yeah. and they're all very different kinds of people. They're all deranged, but in different yeah. ways. So yeah, so yeah, so then uh, that's it for that. We go back into the village, and the duke is like, "Hey, what's up? You have your daughter right there. She's in that vial." And Ethan's really mad. He's really angry. Like, what do you mean? If you're lying to me, I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> and so you go into the village, find out more information, go back to the duke duke's like do you believe me now you gotta go you gotta go uh fight those uh the four lords you've already taken care of one here's the next one um Hmm. be careful ethan so you go to the dollhouse yeah and i i caught up with this i wasn't able to see this and i i think it's very interesting how this game seems to be doing like focusing on like the old horror movie classics like we went this game is very scary yeah. this game is like 
what I think people like like the next section like this boss like this area this second like area is literally the pt demo yes basically like straight up it's the pt demo it's like and they just put it in hmm. here and it's like one of the scariest things that i've encountered personally but i wasn't playing it so i'm so happy about that uh um i I tried to catch up and I had to look away when I saw the creature that was hunting you down through the things. And yeah. then you I don't really want to reveal yeah. like exactly. Yeah. I think it's that a really good like like once you see it you're like, "Oh god." Oh. Yeah, like this section is incredible. And I think that is really worth um worth your money and worth worth your time to like see it experience it especially without knowing hopefully you haven't been spoiled like i don't i don't like there yeah obviously it's like the puzzle's stressful figuring out all this stuff then like being disarmed it's all great yeah. and eventually you fight um the boss and get yeah. through the area and then that's where we stopped yeah so uh we're looking forward to playing more and hopefully beating it by next podcast um but yeah, a lot more game to see. Very happy with what uh, mm. I think that uh, it sold. Apparently, over the weekend, it like the numbers that they announced were uh, combined sales were like over three million copies. And usually, if they're like telling you, like if a company tells you that they've sold like X amount of copies in like a certain amount of time, it's usually like more than that. But it's also like a really good sign that sales are really strong and healthy. Yeah. So Resident Evil, I don't think is going away. <laughs> and that Resident Evil 4 remake, not the VR thing they announced, but like a remake, most like, likely, I'm going to call it and say it's coming at E3. I mean, like, why, would, probably, why yeah. wouldn't you take advantage of a, like all these village assets that you've already built? And and yeah i guess that. so i mean it's all re and yeah so i mean that's i think that's pretty mm-hmm. much how they did uh two and three was they just took a they reused a bunch of assets from uh seven and just went into it like that but i think i'd i'd be very on board with it um i tried playing re4 uh recently and I keep getting caught up by like kind of ha- I'm so strangely taken off by the, how the shooting works in it. Like hmm. it's a full stop, and like you have to like move your gun in a certain yeah. way, and it's like, yeah, that's classic uh, RE style. Yeah, giving yeah. you like control was like more than just tank control. Yeah, was that a five thing, or was that like six? Uh, I think it was six. From what yeah. I remember. Like before that, you couldn't move and shoot until six. Yeah, and that's like that's weirdly like I I I wish I could say it's like really like good stress uh, provoking, but it's just it's more aggravating to me. I'm just like, what the fuck? It's like, yeah, so I'm I'm too spoiled by it. So like I I know a lot of people say like you don't really need a remake for it. I I would probably be up for it but yeah and, uh, and 
I mean, it's just going to be very difficult for them to kind of recapture that uh, Mis- the feel and like impact that that game yeah. had. Like, if they don't do it perfectly, then it's like going to be yeah. bad. Yeah, it's because it's the kind of the impossible that, yeah. problem that Final Fantasy VII remake was mm-hmm. in, like, mm-hmm. and that when when we say RE two R and when we say RE three R and Final Fantasy seven R, these are not remakes. Sorry, guys, they're reimaginings, like um, yeah. enhancements, modernizations, yeah. uh, retellings in a certain way. Uh, that's what the Resident Evil four remake will be. Mm-hmm. Um, and guess what? The original game will always exist. So if you don't want anything about it to change, play the old one. Same thing with... Um, I mean, it's kind of... Uh, I think it's a different situation because Resident Evil 4 came out a lot more recently yeah. than uh, you know games like Final Fantasy 7 or RE1 and yeah. 2. And What's 3. a lot more recently? I guess a it GameCube... Came out like less than two decades than, ago. Uh-oh. Yeah. It's like been... Or about 15 years yeah really that's yeah, all that's yeah yeah, yeah exactly that's all and from what we're seeing from the re2 and re3 remake the gameplay is going to be a lot more similar to how re4 like was already yeah. so Which it's like it, uh, less of not... a reimagining i think and more of a direct it, remake. it might be like maybe story reimagining and maybe like a bit like uh, streamlining of puzzles or different yeah. puzzles, maybe additions. I but can, who I knows? can imagine a lot of people getting upset with like kind of yeah. I don't know if taking reimagining the story would be very yeah. I think very conducive for their efforts to try and get people to buy. This yeah, game. and it, it's weird because imagining it's coming. Out. Yeah, and I I think it's weird because Leon in four is much different than Leon in two. Uh, especially yeah, in remake too. Um, so like, if you like, he's much more of an action hero in that, and he like says cheesy like quips and all that. And I think if you touch that even a l- little out of the way, um, you're gonna get a lot of people that be like, "What the fuck did you do to Leon? You made Leon so much worse." And what because well, it's like the situation where like, yeah. The original game is always there, but now this is like the new game that new people in the series are going to play, and like it'll be different than what what, what has already been established. What is the like? Is he not a cop anymore? No, he's a one? he's a U.S. Uh, yeah, uh, um, agent. He's like a secret yeah, service he's in the agent. Secret service. Essentially, he's working directly with the president, essentially, to save his daughter. Yeah. The pl- okay, so. So they're gonna explain that. I mean, that's an easy yeah, enough. It's like, like years explanation later. of why he is a he's, he's an action hero now. Yeah. yeah. Like I don't. That to me, like they can, they can bring in some of his re two r personality and then merge it with like a more developed action hero yeah. guy. Maybe it's like changed yeah. slightly, but I mean, the I don't think the notes are still there to form him mm-hmm. into this because like. He could become like a little bit more jaded after the experience of two R in the same way he did in uh, what is it uh, the original two and I think it was um, the not I was gonna say uh, Code Veronica is the one where yeah yeah so uh, 
So I think that maybe, it's still there, but I think just he... Maybe we're not getting a RE4 remake. Maybe we're getting Code Veronica or RE0. You know what? Haha. That, that would be good. pretty good. I think kind of give it a little bit more time. Like, I think we got to... But they did say um, we've got two projects in the work right now uh, a while back, and they said one of them is probably going to be very controversial to the fan base. So, outbreak two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, yeah, okay. I think that is a good place yep. to stop for this week. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Yeah. As always, thanks, Aaron and Rob, for being You're on. Um, if we change <laughs> the podcast branding, haha, which I'm totally joking about, but not really. Um, you'll, I mean, who listens to this anyway? Haha. So it just. This could be the last echo screen of all time. This could be the last but echo good. screen, but the start of Friendship Park. I will no, not please. call that. No, I thought we talked movie. about Friendship um, Park being the one. It's probably just going to be like something really stupid, like Project Echo. <laughs> uh, Why would we call it Project Echo when we're already at this uh, Square Enix? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Why? 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 Why do we have to keep going into? Uh, you know, if Rob hates it that much, I think that it should be called. God damn it! Oh, anyway. <laughs> uh, that was Echo Screen. Uh, my name's Blaze. Uh, you can find me at Twitter and Aaron also at Twitter and Rob on Instagram and Twitter. All of that is linked below in the description. And uh, I mean, not really below. I guess if it's Apple Podcasts, it totally is below. But whatever. Uh, follow us on uh, at. Echo screen, all caps, underscore, pod, lowercase, um, on twitter.com to find out uh, when our episodes are coming out. And if you want to reach out to us with any questions, concerns, uh, recommendations, great to hear from everyone after uh, over 50 podcasts. So, yeah, we'll catch you next week. Later. See you. See you.